I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt and Matt Bells here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. On today's show, we've got a brief amount of news. We'll also go over the schedule for next week and the rest of this week with bowl season and the bowl game quickly approaching. But for the most part today, we're going to be talking volleyball because Wisconsin volleyball just brought home their first national championship in program history. So we'll talk about everything from a thrilling five-step match with Nebraska um, to kind of talk about the game overall. And then in the back half of the show, we've got a very special guest and Lauren Barnes, part of that championship team on. And she talked about everything from you know her career to the national championship, final four, everything and in between. It was a great conversation with her, um, probably about 20 minutes or so, uh, just kind of talking everything Wisconsin volleyball. And she was very insightful um, and very fun to listen to in regards to you know everything that's happened for them. Over the past few years and the past couple days, with all the excitement that's gone around Wisconsin volleyball, it's certainly a fun time to be a part of Wisconsin athletics. So I think you guys will really enjoy that conversation. Matt, how are you today? I'm doing good, yeah. Still kind of riding high after that that volleyball win. I'm telling you that that was such a a cool way for them to win it. You you look at it with Retke having the final kill and everything. I, I don't think it could have been a more storybook ending. The fact that it even was pushed to five sets was awesome so just a crazy talented group and just an amazing story and fun team to watch it's literally it seems like you know the last couple of years you had you know the final four runs you had you know just coming up short those two years and then for all of them to come back and say you know what we're going to give this one last run and then to get there and, and get over that hump was just it's it's almost like a movie script where you couldn't couldn't write it any better to go to five sets and have all the drama that built in that fifth set, and, and then, you know, for them to start out so hot and get in that 7 nothing run, and then Nebraska start to claw, claw back and then win it and stop. We, so, yeah, we, we won't get into it too much. we got a little bit of news to get to, but um, it's just a, quite a, a fun run, and it's been a joy to watch this team um, over the past few years. But as Lauren says in the interview, this team sounds like they're pretty well set up for the future as well. So the program is, is certainly riding high. Wisconsin Volleyball, led by uh, Kelly Sheffield there. But before we get into the rest of our volleyball conversation, we'll talk a brief amount of news. Really not a ton to touch on news-wise other than Wisconsin basketball, unfortunately, uh, having to cancel their contest on Thursday night against Morgan State. Now looking for a new opponent because Morgan State, unfortunately, having some COVID issues. Of course, if you pay attention to college basketball, you're seeing games left and right being canceled with uh, all of a sudden the COVID surge and spikes and um, a lot of positive cases that are going to cause some ripples and some scheduling for the next couple of weeks for sure, if not further, depending on how things go. But 
certainly a tough time. You know, they, they've got a little bit longer of a break now, which maybe that'll do this team some good, but we'll see if they land a, another opponent Thursday. But uh, certainly unfortunate they weren't able to play that contest with everything going on. Yeah, we'll see if they can reschedule and find somebody new. There's there's teams out there that are going to be available, uh, especially if you're going to, you're looking at some mid-major teams. That's a big opportunity for them, um, not only for a money grab, but also just to, to kind of show what they can do and go up against a, a tough team. So I think there'll be plenty of teams that will be interested in it, but we'll see if Wisconsin opts to, to kind of reschedule it or if they um, push that down the road a little bit and see if they can replay with Morgan State later. But Tough loss to, to not have a game, you know, set in stone for this Thursday, but I, I think they'll be fine. They'll they'll figure out something, and it might just be a blessing um, in the long run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you certainly you want to be playing, but this was a this is always a time where it's kind of light on the schedule anyway. So if they can get a game, you know, put together, uh, certainly would be great for them to to try and work some things out. We talked about these non-conference games being important ones to help them. Uh, get some things ironed out as they move into, of course, back into Big Ten play. But uh, we'll see if an opponent comes together. Hopefully they can figure something out and, and get a game. But if not, you'll you'll see them get back on the court probably sometime before their next game of the 29th. But there's certainly something to keep an eye on as you move forward. Um, all right, in, in terms of news, that's really kind of everything. And it's probably, you know, with basketball now not playing, maybe on Thursday, we won't have a ton of news or action the rest of this week. So our next episode, guys, if you're looking to submit a question, will be a mailbag episode. So hit us up on Twitter or go to, we've just put up a post on BuckySwiftQuarter.com where you can leave a question in the comments section. Um, hit us up with questions, if you, anything you've got on Wisconsin athletics, football, basketball, volleyball, anything you want to ask about, um, fire away. If it's you know, even just sports related, anything, keep it PG, keep it clean, but uh, any sort of questions that you've got for the show, uh, we'll be happy to answer that on our next episode. And then just to give you guys a rundown of what we're looking at next week with the Las Vegas Bowl, we'll have our preview for Arizona State and the Las Vegas Bowl out on Tuesday, and then we'll record a recap episode, and that will be out on Friday morning. So it'll be a little bit different than the normal Tuesday, Thursday, but really you'll want it, your second episode of the week, you'll want to hear about that contest, and we want to make sure that we cover that. So you'll have that into the new year to cover everything from the Las Vegas Bowl. It kind of quickly snuck up on us with all this volleyball going on and basketball, and you're having quite a few games. That that gap between you know the final game of the regular season and the bowl game seems like it was pretty short, and, and, and bowl week's going to be here before we know it. Yeah, it always seems like the bowls just kind of creep in um, quickly, and, and you know we look at it and right now about 10 days out, and boom, it's going to be here. It's going to be a, a fun one for sure, uh, Las Vegas Bowl against Arizona State. So we'll have all that um, to preview and recap next week. But today we wanted to keep the focus solely on uh, the attention of Wisconsin volleyball because, like you mentioned, bringing home that national championship, a fun run, a fun uh, few years for this program, for them to finish off what's been a, a magical couple seasons um, with the national championship is awesome. So just kind of give me uh, what was your what was your reaction and and – you know, what was your excitement and actions during that uh, back and forth nerve-wracking set? Again, I know we said it last episode, but, man, volleyball is just not something that is healthy, healthy for the heart. I mean, as an observer, you, it was just pulse-pounding action where you're just nervous and excited and nervous and excited back and forth. It just 
it can't be uh, good for your cardiac rhythm uh, to to watch that type of game. But it was uh, a lot of fun and exciting for sure. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, Wisconsin goes down early in that first set, but then to come storm back with back-to-back set wins, um, the second one going oh, to man. 31 points, like, my God, it was just crazy to watch. It just it didn't seem like it was going to end. Um, but then they dropped that fourth, and, and you were like, oh, God. Like, you thought maybe maybe it was going to be another uh, ending of Wisconsin sports history that just kind of sometimes sucks the life out of you. But in the end, they took care of business, and, and I thought it was so fitting to, to see Repke do that. I mean, Lauren Barnes was just a magician out there defensively from her libero spot and with 31 digs. I, I just thought this team played so well. Their, their block. I mean, 42 block or 24 blocks is is a lot, um, especially when you compare that to Nebraska only having 10. Um, I, I thought the team rose to the occasion. They're so talented, um, and they've been such a fun team to watch all year. But but that was just for them to get pushed to to five sets and back to back here against two really talented teams. Nebraska's won a you know a, a whole host of national titles in volleyball before. So for Wisconsin to go out on top and, and kind of get what they deserved and kind of put a, a nice pin in the careers of, of those seniors was, was super special to see. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there, get what they deserve. Because there's, I, I said it on the on Twitter after the game, there isn't a more deserving group than, than this group. They've put in such hard work, and they've had those heartbreaks in the Final Four and the National Championship um, in previous years where you thought, you know, they're going to come back and, and give it one last run. And you were excited that, you know, this team has got all the talent in the world and they're going to have a chance to come back and, and do something special and get over that hump. I mean, it was for maybe they didn't say it during the year, but I'm sure the mindsets of, of those seniors, this is national championship or bust. You know, they've been up to that biggest game before, just hadn't got over that final uh, hump in terms of winning that national championship. For them to do it, I mean, uh, you know, just players that have given so much to the program for the last few years. Dana Retke has, has been incredible to watch, all of them really have been so special, and for them to win that. And Kelly Sheffield, we, we talked about it in the interview with, with Lauren, but he, he seems like such a fun and down-to-earth and, and positive coach that you, you wanted to see him get a title. You wanted to see every every piece of that program get a title because they've worked so hard for it. They battled through last year with a weird year. To come back and have a more normal year and finish it off was just uh, an incredible sight to see. Yeah, I mean, you look at the group of seniors, and it's that's – one of the most prolific groups you'll ever see, regardless of the sport. You know, you look at what Barnes has done, multi, multi-year multi All-American, and then you've got Hilly, who's been one of the most dominant setters. Retke, five-time All-American National Player of the Year as well. Um, I, I, it's, it's hard to beat that. And then you even have, like, Gio, who's who's playing on um, no ACLs. So you're, you're looking at a, a very fun group. Um, and it just to put it into perspective, it's crazy to see that uh, they were able to to finish it off and get that national title, um, and it, it really cement their place in Wisconsin history. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like you know when you talk about championship type runs, you've got you know your veteran, your star players, but you've also got you know your role players, your your players that stepped up in big moments, and and this team had that perfect cohesion of every piece that really, you know, you look back and you say, you, know, you could see why this team won a title and, and how it was maybe different 
from years past. So, I mean, you, know, you, you talk about so many of the young girls stepping up in, in huge moments, you know, in the Final Four, late in the tournament, in these pressure-packed moments for them to, to get some huge plays from some of them was awesome. And then, of course, you, you, the veteran leadership they rely on was certainly there. So it just made every sort of piece that they had, you know, it was very deserving. And you saw, you know, how that team came together and, and how it was different from early in the year. They had different rotations. It didn't matter. This team just had so much talent and so much heart, and you could tell drive to, to get to that point that uh, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and you saw somebody, even like Grace Wilberg, really stepping up mm-hmm. in those final couple um, matches just to, to help them win. Um, and, and just special group. At I mean, at this point, it's hard not to see Dana Retke as, at the very least, a top five Wisconsin Badger in the history of the athletic department if not one or two, um, just based off of everything that she's done. Um, I mean, she and she's done everything off the court as well. You you look at what she's done in terms of um, some of the initiatives on campus, um, giving uh, athletes a voice in arenas other than sports. I mean, she came on the podcast earlier this year to, to talk about that. Um, she's had a huge impact. On it, not only the volleyball program, but the athletic department as a whole. And, um, and she's her as well as everybody who's a senior is going to go down to war. But I, you look at some of the young talent coming back, and they're going to have just as much success, I think, um, in the years to come as well, just based off of what Kelly Sheffield has done in, in building up this program. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you said that because I, th- I think if you put the proposal of Mount Rushmore of, of, Wisconsin Badgers, Dana Recky certainly on that, uh, in that top four there, and, and a face on that Mount Rushmore because she's had such a dominating career and, and, like you mentioned, off the court, on the court, represented Wisconsin in a really positive way. And to see um, her finish her career at Wisconsin in that way is, is certainly special. It just seems like this group kind of just has that storybook, again, movie script type of finish and, and with that where you had all these um, very deserving players that came back and, and got over that hump has been uh, incredible to watch. So it's it's been a fun run. It's going to be weird. It's going to be really weird, you know, Wisconsin volleyball next year. You have, of course, a ton of young talent still there. But to not see some of these faces next year is, is probably going to be the you know, really odd. I mean, you see it in football. You see it in basketball. It's going to be you know, players that have been there for four or five years that all of a sudden when they're not there, is is different, but this seems like you've got a ton of huge names that have been, you know, foundations of the Wisconsin volleyball program for the past four or five seasons. To not be there next year is going to be a strange sight for sure. But I think with Kelly Sheffield and the young talent that they've got, this program is is still going to be in a very good place moving forward. Absolutely, um, and it was so fun to see their reactions afterwards. Like you, you have Interrecki mouth agape kind of looking at it. and then you've got Kelly Sheffield who's just like trying to just soak it all in from his seat um, and, and move to tears. I, it just it's hard not to root for this team. It's not it's hard to not root for Kelly Sheffield and um, you know credit to them and it was a, a hell of a ride for them this season and a lot of fun. Yeah, it certainly was and <laughs> it's it's been a, a special run for sure and, and like you said a more not a more deserving group. Um, and programmed in this Wisconsin volleyball team. All right, guys, so I know that our portion of here was, was fairly short, and we're just kind of reminiscing on the volleyball program, but it's kind of all that's been happening, and rightfully they deserve um, all the attention of this show. But we don't want to take up too much of your time because I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're excited about the volleyball 
program and the national championship, but you also want to hear from someone who is actually a part of that. So we'll go ahead, we'll get our ad reads out of the way here, and then we'll get into our interview with Lauren Barnes because you can listen to her reflect and talk about everything over the past few years and what it's uh, what this program has been like to her because I think she gives a lot of great insight on you know, the start of her career and, and you know some some magical moments along the way to to, end up to finally finish it off with you know some of these key pieces that we've talked about. We won't uh, we won't take too much of your time because we want you to hear it um, directly from someone who's been part of that championship piece. So stick with us. We'll get our ad reads out of the way here, and then we'll get into our interview with Lauren. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Badger fans, we are now joined by a very special guest, national champion, Lauren Barnes, on the show. First, before we get into too many questions, how cool is it to hear that now people can call you national champion, Lauren Barnes, before they are in your introduction? Oh, gosh, it's awesome. (laughs) It's actually what we've been uh, calling calling everyone. Yeah, there you go. There you go. the morning national champion, fill in the blank. Whoever yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, it's it's great to to be able to introduce you that way for sure. But before we do that, has it sunk in for you that you are in fact the national championship, or how have the last few few days been for you? Gosh, I really don't think so. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird. Like it really just feels like, gosh, it's such a special win. But really, we we just won a volleyball game, and it's just awesome to know everything that surrounded it and. It was for the national title, but really it just it felt like another volleyball game on the court. It didn't feel like there was more pressure to it or anything. So I don't think it's really sunk in yet. It's fun looking through all the pictures. That That's a good reminder. That helps it sink in. But really just feels like another win. <laughs> <laughs> um, based off all the hard work that you've put in, obviously teammates have put in, did winning kind of live up to the expectations, though, and, and just kind of being able to sit there and look around as everything was happening at, at that moment? Oh, 100%. Um, we've, we've gone through a lot this season, um, but between losing a few ACLs and <laughs> um, kind of just having a little bit of a rotating lineup. Um, Kelly, before the se- or at the beginning of the season, said I'd be, I'd be shocked if this lineup that we're starting with is the same lineup we end with, and um, it, it wasn't the same. We we figured it out. We worked through a lot of things, but in the end, it, it was the lineup that won it. Yeah, it, it certainly was, and it was impressive to see you know all the moving pieces that you guys yeah, you made it work and, and found a groove, especially in the tournament. But you know, once you guys got back, you were of course escorted by a, a whole res- host of response vehicles, and then there was the trophy celebration once you got back to Madison. 
what did it feel like to ha- see that support once you got back and, and also, you know, all over in Columbus from what looked like a really big Badger crowd that made uh, the trek out east to see you guys? It it was amazing. Amazing feeling, especially coming home. But just, just seeing the support we've had and our fans have been amazing since the beginning of the season, especially not having fans last year. It was just great to have everyone back, but they really showed up this year. They really showed out, too. Um just the, in the field house and then following us to Columbus and then, and then right back home. Uh, it, it's been amazing. We we love our fans and the support they brought this year was unmatched. So going back to the off season, you had a decision to make just like many of the people on your team. What was the process process like for you making that decision to come back and play that extra fifth year? It was actually a really easy decision for me personally. Um, just knowing that I had the potential to continue my schooling and look into a master's program was awesome for me. Um, but but like on top of that, just getting to play the sport I love with the people I love for one more year, it was kind of a no-brainer to me. Um, get a little more experience as a libero. I hadn't had much of it yet, just, just the COVID year. So kind of all of it together was just a little bit of a no-brainer to me. I would have been silly for me to say no, just school, volleyball and getting to stay with the people I love a little bit longer. Well, it certainly worked out. But before we get into talking about, of course, the, the national championship game, we'll take it back to kind of the beginning of this year. Did you notice anything different about this year's team heading into the season that made you believe that maybe this team was going to be that team that was going to win it all and, and kind of get over that national championship hump that um, the last couple of years has, has bitten you a little bit early? Yeah, th- this group was just just a special group um every every single day coming into the gym right looking to get better um wanting to get better and every single person on the team it it really took all all of us from the players to the coaches and everyone was bought in but um just (laughs) kind of knowing that we've been so close in the past years just continuing to get better fine-tune a few of the things and just really really accepting our roles this year was really special And I think our entire team did a great job of that. That's what really, really helped us be successful. You personally, you started your career at Minnesota. Um, You've played against Minnesota frequently now and over the course of your career the last couple seasons. But what was it like to face them in the Elite Eight and kind of get that and make it full circle as you were on your way to the title? Yeah, that was was crazy. Um, We really – I personally wasn't really paying attention to who our future opponents could be. We really were in the mindset of taking a one one game at a time, one practice at a time before we played the game, before we played each match. But we set up many tournaments. So even before the Sweet 16 Elite Eight weekend, I honestly didn't know we we would line up with them. I didn't really look that far ahead. I just knew, all right, we have to we have to beat Colgate, and then we have to beat the winner of the next game. But first, we have to beat Colgate, and then. Once we made it to Sweet 16 and beat UCLA, I was like, all right, well, this is Minnesota. And it was kind of kind of hit me that night once I realized our matchup that it was, like you said, full, coming full circle. Um, I actually played my very first match in the field house in a gopher jersey and my very last match in the field house. My very last match, my very last match in the field house was against the gophers in a Wisconsin jersey. So it was, was kind of weird, a little 
a little funny when you actually think about it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, incredible. First circle, full circle is a, a great way to to put it for sure. Uh, against Louisville in the Final Four, you had that that diving pancake play that was one an amazing effort and two instrumental in securing that win. What was running through your mind on that play, or was the, it was or was it just you know instinct for you to to get on the floor and and make what was probably if you look back at like a highlight tape one of the special plays of this entire tournament run. If I'm being honest, the I saw we got a great block touch. I think it was a great block touch. I just saw the ball in the air, and I processed around me and my peripherals in front of me, and I was like, no one is going for this ball right now. Like we're not getting there, and I just went. Um, but my whole mindset, the entire match, especially towards the end when it was really that was the last set we were playing in, um, the fifth set it was just your job is to keep the ball off the floor. That's what's going to keep us alive right now. You keep the ball off the floor, and we're running in transition. We have a great setter, great hitters to put the ball down. Just do your one job. So that was kind of my mindset throughout the whole match. But in that moment, I just saw it in the air, and I could see. I was just like, oh, we're not getting there. All right, let's go. (laughs) Kind of just took off and worked out for the best. Yeah, I mean, that was an extraordinary play. Um, so credit to you on that. But the old saying is that it's kind of hard to beat a team three times. You beat Nebraska twice um, going into the national title game. How difficult was it to kind of go up against them for a third time, knowing that they're a very talented team as well and kind of the history of that program when it comes to Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely difficult um, just, just knowing how talented they are and how talented, especially like, we're very similar teams. We're very talented defensively. We're very talented offensively. Um, but we we knew each other very well, which can can slow help slow the game down a lot, but it also can make make it really tough. Just we know how to stop them. They know how to stop us. So you're almost trying to find slightly newer ways. You're not changing your game completely, but you're just trying to find a little bit of a newer way to to continue to win and to continue to beat them. Because what worked last time, they're going to scout and they're going to make sure it doesn't work again the next time. So. Um, it definitely helped slow the game down because we know each other so well, but it was also made things tough because uh, it made defending each other and scoring a lot, a lot harder. Yeah, they mentioned it was kind of like a chess game back and forth, and in part of that chess game and into that final set, you know, you guys it looked like you had won it all and started to celebrate, and then they went to that review for the final point. It zoomed in, and I don't know if you've watched it back, but it seemed like the longest review of all time when they were looking at it, so... What was it like to, you know, quote-unquote, win it and then have to refocus, go back out there and, and try to win it again and then eventually do win it and get to celebrate with your teammates? Yeah, it was it was a little funky, I'm going to be honest, because, <laughs> I mean, from the back row, it looked like there was absolutely no touch and the ball kind of sailed out of bounds. And then Dana and Sid kind of confirmed no touch, and they're like, I don't even know how they could possibly overturn it. And um, so we were kind of like hyped up, but then we knew there was a possibility that if they did overturn it, we would have to play volleyball again. So we we tried not to stay too hyped in this in the challenge circle. We just reminded each other, all right, if it goes the other way, we're going to pass. We assumed that it was going to go the other way, so we were in the mindset that we didn't just win and end up going the other way. But I thought we were ready to play. If we weren't in the correct mindset, we don't we don't stick that pass and we don't play as good of a rally as the last point was, uh, just back and forth. But um. I really was proud of how we stuck in it. We we had one point to win, and we did it. And then it made the celebration so much more fun. <laughs> kind of won twice in a way. Yeah, it was.
it was kind of a roller coaster of emotions um, for for most, I would think. So, looking at this, when that final kill actually hit the floor for the championship point, what was your immediate reaction? We did it. We really did it. That that I think I said that to, to ran ran up, hugged my team. That's what I was saying. That's what I kept saying. We did it. I, I think that's a, a fair a fair thought, especially over the last couple of years with everything that you've kind of been working through over the, you know, the final four runs the previous two seasons. After becoming a champion, who was your first phone call to after the game? Um, or, or who was your first text to uh, in terms of, you know, congratulations or just talking about getting over that hump and, and winning a national championship? Um, well, all of my family and every, all, all my immediate family was there. Um, so that was awesome. Got to give them a hug in the stands. But my my older sister and my brother-in-law weren't able to come for uh, sickness reasons, keeping everyone else safe. So I immediately texted them. They had both had texted me, and I immediately texted them back saying I wish I was there and could give them a hug. But they were definitely my first because my other family was there, and I got to hug them in person. That's awesome. Um, and you definitely come from a volleyball family. You're one of your younger siblings is now at Illinois, had some older siblings who also played collegiate volleyball. Um, but looking at this team this year, all year it's been about staying in the moment, taking it one point at a time. That's been like the message. Um, why is that so important in volleyball? And, and how did this team buy into that and keep that consistency all season long? It. It's the importance of it just comes in with you don't you don't get to win a match on uh, one point one kill doesn't equal five points you you have to win it no matter how hard the swing is no matter how great a defender is or how great a block is um, that one point doesn't doesn't win you a match doesn't even win you a set um, you have to you have to score twenty five of those little points to to win sometimes more if we go extra points but um, just knowing the importance of one one point at a time was important or was awesome, but um, just getting everyone to buy in it it started in practice. We really focused on that in practice. We we had little sixty six games that really focused on that practice, um, and just kind of reminding each other that we're going to have ours, but also and they're going to have theirs. But if they get a great swing, then all right, good on them. That was one point. Now now we get a counterattack. Let's see what we can do now. So I really think everyone bought into that and bought into giving credit to where credit's due. And, all right, now let's see if you can defend us again. So I, I think that was a, a big part of it. It seemed like in the biggest matches, you know, we talked about that, that pancaking against Louisville. It seemed like when, when Wisconsin really needed a big play, you were right there involved in it every single time. Where did that extra juice kind of come from, especially in the Final Four, to make some plays that, <laughs> like we talked about with that pancake, seemed almost impossible uh, to make. Gosh, I don't know. I, I like to think that's there for our, that's how I approach every single one of my games. Um, I really pride myself in that and energizing our team through just defensive effort. I take a lot of pride in that. Um, but just it, in my opinion, it, it, it's do or die, especially in the, when it comes to the tournament. It's all right. Your jobs keep like that's that's what I can do to help my team is keep the ball off the floor. So I just I think having that mindset is you stick to your job and the rest will sort itself out and you help your team. You put your teammates in good positions and it'll all be for the better. I think that's just kind of where I where I how I approach every game, every point.
So you're listed as five foot six, and obviously play with some girls that you are closest with and best friends with, as well as that play in front of you that are over a foot taller. Is that ever kind of funny or surreal to think about when you're at that back row position? Honestly, no. I don't even notice it anymore. Sometimes I think I, I'm not just as tall as them, but sometimes I don't realize the real difference that there is between our heights until I see a picture of us and I'm barely past Dana's hips or Anna's hips. <laughs> but um, I really don't think about it that much just because I'm so used to it now. Like, it, it feels completely normal to me. And like I said, I don't notice the difference in how different our heights actually are until I see a picture of us together. One thing I wanted to ask you about was Coach Sheffield. Kelly Sheffield has been our, on our show before, and we've had an absolute blast talking with him. To me, it's, he seems like such a, a fun coach to play for. You can tell he has a ton of respect for everyone on his team and just seems to have a, a really good approach to the, his coaching style. So how great is it for you to see him win a national title and to be a part of that? It It's awesome. <laughs> I I have – very little words to describe it, but um, I don't know if you saw the video that our social media posted of him, but just, I think I've watched that video like a hundred times, just seeing how happy he is, uh, brought him to tears. It, winning with him, winning for him, it, that feeling is unmatched. So kind of building on that, do you have a favorite story about Coach Sheffield and, like, maybe just something goofy from the locker room that he's done that made everybody laugh or anything? Hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't know about if I can think of goofy in the moment. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. He's He yeah. seems like he's got quite a personality for sure, but – he, um, he, he, yeah, no, he definitely does. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, all, we enjoyed, uh, it was, I think he could talk, we could have, when we had him on, we could have talked about volleyball or anything else. I know we talked about music a little bit. He just seems like a, a really fun coach to play for, uh, for sure. But another person that you're familiar playing with, of course, is Dana Rutke, dating back to, to club volleyball. What makes her so good on the court? We watched her for years, you know, you guys playing together now. And how cool is it to finish off your volleyball careers? at that, of course, national championship level. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, to, I mean, we played in a little bit of club, high school club together. We played against each other in high school a little bit. But just to play with someone I've known for such a long time and, ha- and have been best friends with for such a long time is, I mean, winning a national championship with your best friend, that that's an unreal feeling. Um, but just seeing her grow as a player and – She's always been so athletic, and watching her put her athleticism to work and to practice and making her skills even better, has, it's been so fun. And I've been to be, been able to be a part of it for the last three years, which is which has been awesome. This team had a ton of veteran leadership, yourself included, but some of the younger players also came up just absolutely huge, especially late in the tournament. What do you make of the future of this team under under Kelly Sheffield? Oh gosh, they're they're going to be awesome, <laughs> especially having having played in these moments for the last two years. These these high pressure moments, they they know how to how to um, how to stay calm, and that's going to be really 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 important for them. But just I just seeing all of them step up in their leadership roles too, and just on the court, uh, especially as such young players, they're they're going to be <laughs> experienced. Even though some of them are only in their second year, 
third years up classmen, but some of them will only be in their second year. They're they're gonna look like a very experienced team just just because of how much they've played in the games they've played in so far and how they've stepped up in these games. Yeah, it, it's incredible. It seems like you guys had every piece, you know, the the veteran leadership, the young, talented players really stepping up, just a a great combination, of course, that led to a championship team. Before last question before we get out of here. What's next for you? I know volleyball's been such a huge part of your life and you know, the last three years has been deep tournament runs. Ended it on the highest note possible, but what's next for you um, in the next step of your life? That's that's a great question. <laughs> that I've, I've been trying to avoid a little bit in my head thinking about. Um, I'm definitely my master's program will finish up in May, and I it's all in person classes, so I'm going to definitely stick around Madison to finish up my master's program. And then while I'm here, just evaluate my options to go play pro. I, I would love to continue playing, and so I'm going to figure that out over break and over the spring semester while I'm here and see where I end up. Well, it's nice that you can think it over with at least being a, a national champion, and, and that can always think back to if it gets too stressful. But, Lauren, once again, congratulations um, on everything. It's been a treat to watch you guys play um, over the last few years, and especially the, the last couple of weeks with this tournament run. It's been so fun. I know volleyball fans across the state of Wisconsin have been uh, – thrilled to to watch this team uh, finish on a high note. So thank you very much for joining us, and congrats again. Oh, thank you so much. All right, Badger fans, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. As always, thank you for listening on Wisconsin. Thank you.